Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. Amen. So, as you know, I believe it started last, last, um, last month, uh, but every first Sunday, uh, the Lord put on PD's heart. Um, that we we preach about healing concerning healing um our pastor our pastor is leading us um by the by the by the what the, what the spirit is is leading him um that to to really put a, a high focus on healing um and so you know um if you've been here for this past year or so that we've been getting a lot of teaching about healing and what that really means um and so we want to really echo that really make sure that we understand that God is our healer. Um, and just like Cleavon preached, uh, prayed this morning, that from the common cold to serious illnesses, that we understand what it mean, what sickness is, that we understand what, that the healing that is available to us, and we operate in that. Amen? Amen. And so I don't want to, uh, I'm not going to, to, to break that vein. I'm not going to uh, go outside of what the Lord has put on our pastor's heart. And so with that, we're going to continue with our, our First Sunday Healing Series, um, and I'm going to be preaching from Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, um, and the title of the sermon is Healing at the Cross. Amen? Uh, so turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. We're going to be reading first from the ESV, ESV and um, afterwards, uh, I'm going to also read from the Amplified. You have a say amen. Can I ask as you stand when you have it also? My water. Cleave, is my water over there? Is it? Is that mine? Oh, yeah, that might be mine. I think I just have it over there. Amen. Everybody's got Isaiah 53. In the ESV, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. Amen. In the Amplified Version, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. Verse 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this word that is uh, about to go forth. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is leading the word. That I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit lead me in my speaking and the Holy Spirit uh, lead us in our hearing, oh God, um, what your word has to say concerning this topic of healing at the cross. Lord, let uh, the words and the thoughts that come out of my mouth uh, be pure and holy and according to scripture. Let me not try to fill in blank with you where you've intentionally left blank, Lord. Let me preach your pure and complete word uh, concerning this subject. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. So healing, as PD's already expressed many times before, 
there's a lot of thoughts about healing. There's a lot of teachings about healing. There's a lot of um, doctrines about healing. Um, and we, we get, you know, there's a long scope uh, where, you know, we believe that healing is the children's bread, as PD puts it, um, that healing is, is available to us um, through Christ. Uh, and, and, but there are uh, others who don't believe in him, who believe uh, uh, that if we are sick, that God has made us sick. Um, that is in his plan for us to remain sick, um, even unto death. And, um, and we believe from the scriptures, not our own thinking, but from the scriptures, that this, this thought um, doesn't really sit right with the Christ that we have in the Bible. Amen? Amen. And so we want to we bring it right to the source um, of where we receive our healing and see how healing, as PD has been teaching um, and we've been seeing in the word, healing um, for our sickness goes hand in hand with forgiveness for our sins. Um, that it was a package deal, if you would say it that much. Um, and that when we got forgiveness for our sins, in, in, in that package also came healing for our body. Um, and that with the same access that we have for forgiveness is the same access that we have for healing. Um, and it's all sourced back to the cross. And so in, in this passage, Isaiah is talking about Christ in 53. And he's talking about what he had to go through for us. Um, and so... I like the Amplified because the Amplified really breaks down that, that source word for where what ESV says is griefs in verse four. It says, surely he has borne our griefs. And so uh, in the Amplified, it describes the griefs is, is the Hebrew word that is used for griefs also means sicknesses, weaknesses and distresses. So it's not just being sad it's being is also including our sicknesses. And then in verse five, we have the verse. That we, we, we are very familiar with that by his wounds or by his stripes, we have been healed. So in these two verses, sicknesses has sicknesses have been addressed twice. And so so it shows to us and when I'm reading this, it shows to me that it, that's the sickness situation. This healing situation is something that is very prevalent. It's not like a side deal. It's not something. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is, you know, you know, you know, how when you buy something, like, oh, yeah, if you buy this, you know, at Macy's also you get this back for free. It's not one of those situations. But in that package deal, in that package of receiving healing is a very prevalent thing. We also see in the council Christ come. Um, in bodily form that when he was preaching most times if not all um, most times um, um, if not all that when he was preaching the word he was also healing the sick um, and so it wasn't something where nah, if he feels good that day he'll heal, he'll heal and it was it was on a one-to-one -one basis but there were times where the accounts were that he was healing the sick meaning multitudes of people who were before him also hearing the word so so our understanding and from the bible not from our own uh, makeup and put together in order to, for us to feel better about our situations but from the word we realize that healing is a very is a very serious thing and so we want to see how we really address um, sickness, how we address healing, how we view healing, um, how we probably view healing in light of the word and in light of the cross. Uh, number one, being as in verse four, healing is, 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 is in the same passage of, of being pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, chastisement that brought us peace. So we understand that bringing us peace between us and the father is a very, is one of the most pre prevalent things in, in Christ dying for us. Amen. Right. We, we understand that, uh, um, that, 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 that being pierced for our transgressions, meaning him, him dying for our transgressions, our sins against God is a, is a very important component of Christ dying on the cross. Amen. And in that same list, in that same package, healing is being, being mentioned. 
So we can't minimize healing, which is said in the same list. And again, twice even, uh, um, that is something that is minor compared to, to forgiveness for sins. And we don't, when we say that, while we are preaching on the healing, let's make sure that we understand that we're not also, we're not at the same time minimizing forgiveness of sins. That the greatest need of any man on this earth is forgiveness for, for sins. That, that we know. But we'll, because we're, the topic that we're talking about this, this, this Sunday and any first Sunday that we talk about is healing, we want to also make sure that we are elevating healing at the same time, in that same path. Package of forgiveness for our sins. Amen? Y'all with me? All right, so how do we view sickness then? Sickness is a symptom of sin. And when I say symptom of sin, it doesn't mean, oh, I did wrong and so I became sick. That's not what I'm saying. So in the Bible, we, see, we know that sin and sins, we see word sin in singular and we see the word sins in, in, in plural. And a lot of times it's not just the fact of one sin versus many sins. A lot of times sin, when it's saying it's just sin, is speaking about the nature of sin. You see it a lot of, in the book of Romans where Paul is addressing sin, which is the nature of sin, which is the sin that entered the world. And then we talk about sins, which is all, all the things that we do, you know, the lying, the cheating, the, 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 you know, whatever, the fornication, whatever the case may be, those are sins that are symptom of the sin. So the way I like to put it is that sin is a sickness, a disease, and the sins are the symptoms. So I I may have a cold, but the sneezing is what this, are the symptoms that you see. So because I have a cold, when I sneeze, you realize that, yeah, you got, you got cold in you. So in, in us lying and in, in us doing the sins that we permit, we, we, are, we are addressed the fact that we have sin in us. Y'all with me? So when sin entered the world, it didn't just affect man. Um, um, let, let's, let's go to Genesis real quick. Genesis chapter 3. So we so we're at the point where Adam and Eve fell, you know, and the Lord is looking for them. Lord finds them, and now the Lord is cursing um, the serpent, Adam and Eve. But we're gonna go to to Adam's curse in verse fifteen. It says, "I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and our offspring." So there's there's it is there's a curse upon the relation between people and people. Um, and then he says, "I'm sorry, no, no, verse sixteen. I'm sorry." To the woman, he said, this is when he's talking to Eve. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. So obviously, if the curse is that there is going to be pain in childbearing, then that means prior to the curse, there was no pain in childbearing. Amen. And so, you know, with a lot of babies being born, uh, blame, blame, blame your big sister Eve that, uh, that you had to go through what you had to go through in order to give birth to your baby. Um, and so, and so we see that 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 pain is brought in. Um, your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. So that's another people to people curse. And then Adam, um, this curse comes in in verse seventeen. Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Curses the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Again, pain is introduced also in Adam's curse. And so Adam now has to work hard. Now, not to say that Adam didn't work before the curse. Adam did have to work. But now he has to give hard work in order to get the product of the land. Um, um, Adam already had a job, if you would say that, before even Eve came. And, but now Adam had to really work hard. So now 
we working our doubles and we getting home tired, you know, as Jackson, you know, and, and, and doing all we got to do in order to make things work. This is a symptom of the curse. And so it is not just a people to people thing or a people to God um, situation. But even in Romans 8, it says for the earth groans and waits for the manifestations of the sons of God. So even the earth, the way that it acts, you, see, you hear about these hurricanes, you hear about these these earthquakes. It's the earth because this is not what God intended for the earth to do. Earthquakes was not the original plan of the of, of God. Hurricanes were not the original plan of God. Tsunamis were not the original plan of God because we because when sin entered the world, everything was jacked up. Everything. Uh, um, Truth said it one time, and I'll never forget it. He says, the next time you walk down the street and the pigeon flies away, remember that's because of sin. And 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 uh, this sounds like a little off, but it is it, it when you think when you read the scriptures about the the, the earth and the heaven, the new heaven and the new earth, you see Isaiah giving examples that the lion and the lamb will lay together. So meaning the relation even between animals is because the reason why it is the way it is is because of sin. Because if we see that in the new heaven and new earth, the one without sin, where a lion and a lamb can lay together, because we know in this world, lion sees a lamb, that lamb is gone. We ain't gonna see the lamb for too long. You know, and it even says that the baby will reach down into, into the nest of the cobras. Lord knows we would look Nakia crazy if she let Kennedy reach into the, into the cobra's nest. But because of the, the, the absence of sin in the new heaven and new earth, these things can come occur. And not only that, they can occur, but they can be the norm. Amen. So we see that when sin entered, it's not just about just only about the separation between us and God. We understand that we I think we've gotten real, real good teaching and we should always continue to supplement. But there was also an effect in this earth. So I believe this is Alan. I believe that the bacteria and the viruses that are affecting us now weren't meant to affect us the way that they are today. Because they're in battle with our bodies and God did not make uh, anything without peace originally made but when sin entered the world all these things that that just jacked it up entered also and in goes sickness because god never we read we read the account of creation we never see a day where god made the fishes of the of the sea and the birds of the air and the cold during 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 the winter and the flu during during during, during the summer the the, the so he made the pigs with the swine flu the birds with the bird flu we don't see that sickness is never accounted as in the creation but after sin comes in after it messes up the creation that god created sickness also enters into the world with it Amen. So we have to address sickness as a symptom of sin. So with that being said, we're talking about healing at the cross. When we look at sin, we understand that we are forgiven for our sins when we look to the cross. Amen. When we fall into sin, what do we do? What we are called to do is to repent to the Lord, come and pray for forgiveness, and he provides a forgiveness that is available at the cross. What happens when we're sick? So we address sickness as the way that we address sin. Not to say that, oh, Lord, I repent of my sickness. That sounds crazy. Lord, I repent of my cold. I repent of my flu. But what we understand is that our body is acting in a way that it was not created to act. And so the same way that we need to be rebuked of our sin, our body needs to be rebuked of its sickness. Amen. So we, we, we look when we address our bodies. That's why I, I, you probably heard it when PD pre, uh, prays uh, for someone uh, who is sick or when anybody prays for someone who is sick. Or I, I sometimes when I pray for people who are sick, I will I will sometimes the spirit will lead me to command their bodies to operate the way that God, God created it to, to, to operate. Because the, the, the cross, the forgiveness of the sin is a 
a foretaste of that new heaven and new earth. Forgiveness for sins is a foretaste of being in a world without sin. Amen? Y'all with me? Because we, when we are forgiven for our sin and God, God, God takes that, that account away from us, we're able to walk in a, in, in a way that is, is, is free from the bondage of that sin. But we, we're looking forward to a world where that's the norm. Amen? So when we're looking forward to a world where the norm is, where sickness does not reside, then we have an opportunity to experience what that means in this life. So when, when sickness does arise, we have an opportunity to ask for healing and pray for healing the same way that we pray for forgiveness so that we can attain and a, a, a foretaste of what that next world is to come. Are you with me? So we need to address sickness when it comes into our bodies or when, we, when it comes to the bodies of the ones that we love or the ones that are around us the same way with the same authority that we address sin. The same way when we will pray for we will help somebody pray for forgiveness or we pray for forgiveness for ourselves is the same authority that we stand and we pray for healing for our sicknesses. And that goes from the common cold and it goes to cancer. Amen. And, it's, and not only do we address sickness the same way that we address sin, but we 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 have the same faith in the forgiveness that we receive of our sin as we do in the healing that we receive for our sickness. When we when we pray for rep- repentance. I mean, sometimes we may, but we may not, we don't always get a letter in the mail and say, all right, you remember that sin you prayed for? I just want to, just want to sign inside my signature here and tell you that it's been forgiven. But we understand based off of the word of God that we know that if we ask for forgiveness for our sins, that we will receive it. So based off of our faith, we walk as those forgiven. Amen. Amen. Nobody, nobody has to come and verbally tell us you've been, we're not like the Catholic church where, where the priest has to tell us you've been forgiven, you've been absolved. But you know that, all, all that stuff. But we understand based off of the word that we know that it is true that when we do come and repent, that we that we are forgiven for our sins. Now that does not mean, and let's be real, that we walk away sin free. Are y'all with me? We walk away from the penalty of sin, but it doesn't mean that we walk away perfect. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean that we walk away and now we can never sin again. But we understand that even when we struggle with that same sin, after, even at, right after we say amen, we understand that we have victory and we receive that victory through faith. Amen. Same way, when we pray for our healing of our sickness, we may be sniffling after we say amen. We may be sniffling through the amen, but we continue to stand in faith that we receive victory over our sickness and we receive the healing that we just prayed for. Based off of the word of God. I and mean, what's the word of God? The accounts like in Isaiah 53 where he says that, we, that he, 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 was, he has borne our griefs, that he has taken that to the cross, and that by his stripes we are healed. Isaiah says we are. Peter looks back and says that we were healed. So, I mean, it's already been done. It's not something that even in 2017, if Peter in, in the double digits A.D. could say that we were healed, then we in the four digits A.D. can say that we were healed. Since it was passed for Peter, it's already been done for us. Amen. So we address sickness the way that we address, the same way that we address sin. We, we, we have faith in our victory over our sickness the same way that we have faith in our victory over our sin. And even our authority when we pray over other people. Our faith when we pray over other people is that our job is to pray that they be healed. So when we pray that we be healed, and let's be transparent, let's be real. My third point and I'll be done. I'm pre- this sermon is way shorter than any PD sermons. No, y'all can take, I'm, I'm going to tell them to take that out of the sermon. No shots. You know, you got to pause in order for it to leave that space in order for them to adjust it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so check this out. So I've always had a challenge. Can I be transparent? I've always had a challenge. One of my challenges, especially recently, well, last year when my grandmother passed away, 
with standing in faith and authority, praying for healing and the possibility of that person dying. How do you now wrestle with that after the fact? How do you, how do you, do you I, t- I tend to feel like I'm going to feel like a fraud. This person that went crazy, praying over laying hands and, pre- and praying, and the person ends up dying, then that means that whatever you were believing can't be believed in. But how many times have we prayed over a sin and the sin show up again? But our job is still to stand in the same faith we prayed in before. So it's not about the result, it's about what I, I, I commissioned to do. Sometimes, let's be real, being transparent, there have been times where people have prayed over people and that person has ended up, ended up that's the reality. But the command is still to pray for healing. Amen. Then there's a lot of factors. I can't tell you right now today why those things happen. Sometimes it's a lack of faith of the person to receive it. I know that sometimes that is a person. Sometimes the people I know my grandmother, I can tell you from my account, my grandmother wanted to be with the Lord. And so there's sometimes it's just and not to say, don't. of course, I'm not putting my grandmother in negative light when I make this parallel. But there are some people you praying for that they overcome a sin and they in their mind like I'm about to go do it again right after this anyway. And so you understand that your prayers, you're still called to pray for people, but sometimes the person receiving it may have another idea in their mind. And if their faith is not matching up with the prayer, then it's definitely not going to come to pass. Not to say that's the only reason, but that's definitely one of the reasons that the faith has to match. So sometimes you're praying for somebody with sickness, and if they're and it doesn't even have to be sickness unto death, but even just sickness in general, if their faith is not aligning with the prayer, it's any prayer that you pray for anybody. Because I can't pray something for Frank more than more than Frank is praying for himself. It's not going to come to pass. My faith is not for Frank. My faith is is to assist Frank's faith, but if Frank's faith is not matching mine, he's not going to receive what he got. Jesus even said to his people that you will receive according to your faith. Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, he's saying, if I pray for you, you don't believe, then even sometimes he'll come and say, do you believe that I I can do this? He'll ask them sometimes, and they'll say yes, and he says, by your faith, then you will receive. It's by your faith. So I could pray for you, I could could lay here prostrate and and, and pray for you time and time again, but if your faith does not align with mine, you nine times out of ten, you probably won't receive it. So sometimes that could be one of the reasons. I'm not saying that's the reason. I, I can't tell you I know all the reasons, but I can tell you from my experience that I know that, for instance, for my example, in being transparent, my grandmother wanted to be with the Lord. And so that, that could have been the reason why. Could have not been. But why, what I do know is my job was to pray for her healing because sickness is not from God. And so since sickness is not from God, and I know that it's a symptom of sin, we are called to be free of sin. So I'm going to pray any symptom of sin out of you. And that's my job. With the results, all I know is that I, I did what the, what the Lord called me to do. Does, it, does that help? Because I know that that was my challenge. My challenge was, okay, I go hard and I go lay, lay hands on this person and nothing happens. People going to look at me like, yeah, that's why your joint is off. But it's not about the results. If we know that we prayed in faith, then we prayed in faith. That's what we're called to do. But it whatever factors, we don't know what's in the mind of the person we're praying for. We don't know what other factors, we don't know what other people are feeding them. Because we may, it's, it's almost like you're saying, yo, it's like that person that goes to McDonald's, ordered a Big Mac, large fries, and then a Diet Coke. Bruh, you think because you got that one little Diet Coke that you're, gonna, you're, you're eating healthy? It's, it's the same way. If we're, we're the only ones feeding faith and everyone else is feeding fear, what is their diet? It's full of fear. It, it makes sense? So, so we, there's a lot of factors, but us as an individual, we know our job is to pray healing over the person. That's our job. That's it. It's the same thing as speaking the truth in love. That's another example that we speak the truth in love. The person may hate us, but guess what our command is? Speak the truth in love. That's it. We're, we're given the job. The result is not up to us. 
We believe in faith that the Lord will heal him. And what, we know that our God is a healer. His name is Jehovah Rapha. He is a healer. So we already know that. We've established that he's a healer. So we know that. So, you know, if the healing doesn't come, it isn't because God isn't a healer. There must be something else. But guess what? It's not going to discourage me from praying for the next person for healing. That's where our faith lies. Our faith lies in knowing that the God that we are praying over this person is a healer and he can do it. And even and we will go as far as he will do it. But it's according to the person's faith. One of the reasons. Like I said, I don't know all the reasons, but what I want to position us for is to not think about the results, not think about if this doesn't work out, how am I going to go back and do this again? Or how am I going to stand before the people that watch me do this? That's not, that's, not, that's not our job. Our job is to stand in faith and pray healing over the person based off the scriptures. We don't come off with fluffy stuff. We don't come off with just high hopes and high dreams for them. We don't just pray over people because, because we just want them to be well and we're tired of seeing them sick. We pray over people because we know the God that provides healing. We know the Christ that died on the cross that we may be, that by his stripes we are healed. That we know the God that born our griefs, meaning sicknesses. So it's not just because we just have high hopes for this person, we want this person, but we know that healing is available. We don't go from an empty nest and try to figure out if we got a little scrap to give them. But we know the healing that our God provides and know, so that we, we stand and we offer that up to that per, for that person. Makes sense. Makes sense. So sickness, the way we view, and I, I believe this, this helped me, this ministered to me and helped me and how I view the, 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 the healing. Because it's, again, I'm being transparent. I, knew, I know God heals, but to have a, a, a surefire, flat-footed position, he's, going, he's a healer, period. Like it's not wavering between that whole, well, maybe he wants, I, I've, and being transparent, I've wavered between, it was a balance of the two, but understanding the word, the scriptures, that he is a healer, that Christ died on the cross, and that the same assurance I have that he forgives for my sins, is the same assurance in that same package that he has healing for my sicknesses. That's what I stand for. And I think that that platform to stand, to, to, to go and, and lay hands and, and go and pray for our loved ones, go and pray for people for healing, that's the sure standpoint that we can know and be sure of what we're doing. That we're not just up here just, you, sometimes it may, some people who may not be familiar may feel like we're trying to be like Benny Hinn. That's not, that's not, that's not, that's not what we're doing. But it's the word that we know that is true. If we know that the word is true, the word is real, the word is infallible, then we understand that this, what we're praying, the basis of why we're praying over this person is a sure foundation. Amen? And so we address sickness the same way that we address sin. That we, we, we pray for faith and we have faith for our healing the same way we have faith for our forgiveness. And that when we go and we pray over people, when we are called to pray over people, that our job is simply to pray in faith. The results are not up to us. But we pray and we faith and I, we hold on to the faith that they will be healed. That's our job. We hold on. No matter what the circumstances, we hold on to the point. You know what I realized? And again, this is being transparent. This is totally transparent. Is that until, until my grandmother flatlined, there's still hope. You are know, uh, with me? I think that ministers of some of us who have people that's close to us. Until, until it's over, it's over. It's like, you know what they say, until the fat lady sings. Until it's over, it's over. Because we've seen people who, we've even, we've even have accounts of people dying and coming back. You know, you know what I'm saying? But, 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 but until it's over, it's not over. And that's why I had to position myself. I cannot mourn somebody who's still alive. Are you with me? That's the position we get in when we think that, that person, we, while they're still, and, and again, it may look grim, but it makes no sense to mourn a live person. Does that make sense? That makes sense? So we have a choice. We either mourn or we stand in faith. 
And I, I knew I couldn't, I knew while I wrestled with the healing part, I knew at the same time I could not sit here and cry and mourn like my grandmother has a funeral before she died. And yes, she did pass away. But I know that I'm not going to waste her last moments already declaring her dead. It makes sense? So our job is to stand in faith for healing. Because we know sickness is not given by God. Sickness is a symptom of sin. And if we can be freed from sin, then that also packages the deal that we can be free from sickness. That there is healing in the same package that we receive forgiveness. So let's, let's reach right in that same box. We have, when, we're, when we've fallen into sin, that same box we reach in to get that forgiveness from God, when we, when we have that cold, we start sniffling, that same box reach for that, that healing. Lord, I command my body to operate the way that you created to. I know sneezing and sniffling and all this stuff that has been doing, this fever that's been going on, is not the way you created it. It is being disobedient, and I will rebuke my body in the name of Jesus, and it will obey you in the name of Jesus, the way that you created it to, to operate. This sniffling and sneezing is not the way that you created it, and it's keeping me from, from, from really having a day that glorifies you. So, Lord, I pray against this. Sickness, and sometimes you got to speak to this thing. Sickness, you will not have power over me. Because sickness is not just you just sneezing. It takes over your life. You can't go to, you call out sick, you can't go to work, you can't, you can't even be around people. Like I had, uh, um, this is my last point, I'm done, I promise you. But, uh, um, so Lauren's sister uh, gave birth last week. And so because I was still sick, I couldn't even hold her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't even enjoy life because of sickness. It is a, it's a bondage. We, and we have to realize that sickness is not just a normal thing that uh, it's just one day in life. No, it is a bondage to us because it affects every single area of our lives. We can't be around the people that we want to be around. We can't be in the places that we are called to be because we are holding on to the sickness. But when we, are, we realize that we have freedom from the sickness, the same way we have freedom from sin, then when we operate in that, we'll see God operate in, in, in that healing vein. That makes sense? Is, is that help? Or like PD says, are y'all with me? Is this blessing you? Amen. And so with that, I, I just want to address that healing is at the cross. The same cross we go to when we when we've fallen into sin. The same cross that we go to when we know we've done wrong. It's the same cross we go to when we know our bodies are not operating the way that it should be. I know people that were healed from cancer, the worst cancer. I'm sorry, I'll put Cleve on back. Cleve's aunt had cancer, healed. The very thing that they say they can't find a cure for, God has it. So that's what it's in the, it's in the same box as forgiveness. So it's, it, it's available. It's available. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, as, as, that y'all stand as we pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, oh God, that you love us. And you're awesome. That you are our healer, oh God. I thank you, oh God, that you provide healing to your children. I thank you, oh Lord, that in the same package that we receive forgiveness for our sins, that you have given us healing for our sicknesses, that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, that we are healed, that we have been healed. And so, Lord, we come against any time that we've allowed our body. We repent for any time that we've allowed our body to operate in a way that does not glorify you. For, Lord, sickness does not glorify you. Let us, let us Lord, repent of even us thinking that, that sickness in some way glorifies your name, oh God. But Lord, let us operate in the healing that you have a, 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 a given us and, and made available to us through the cross, oh God. Let us reach into that box. Let us reach into that gift box of healing the same way we reach for forgiveness. Let us help us to stand in faith, Lord. Give
Give us, uh, lead us to your word that assures our faith, that strengthens our faith in those times where it, our body and, 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 or the bodies of the loved ones that we have around us is telling us otherwise, oh God. Lord, let us go, help us to get over our own emotions, our own feelings in this situation and stand on what we know to be true, oh God. That Lord, no matter what the doctors say, oh God, then no matter what, what the experts quote unquote say, uh, uh, oh God, that Lord, you are the great physician, oh God. That Lord, that you don't just heal, oh God, but that Jehovah Rapha is your name, oh God. That God, our healer, is your name, oh God. It is your identity. It is not, it is not just something that you do on the side. It's not something that you've learned to do, oh God. But Lord, your very identity is a healer, oh God. And so Lord, you operate as a healer even when you don't have to talk about healing, oh God. That you operate as a healer even when we don't ask you as a healer because it is your name, oh God. Lord, no matter if they call me Alan, oh God, I'm still, my last name is still Gene, oh God. So Lord, in the same way, even if we call you God and we don't address the healer, you are still a healer, oh God. Lord, let us operate, oh God, knowing that you are a healer 24-7, 365 days of the year. That you don't choose one day to be a healer and another day. The same way that we can't choose one day to be uh, our name and the next day not to be, oh God. The Lord, that no matter what time of day it is, no matter what time of year it is, no matter what the norm is, oh God, lest the winter time is coming, oh God, and it was cold is a prevalent thing, oh God. But Lord, you are still God. You are still Jehovah Rapha in December, oh God. You are still Jehovah Rapha in February, oh God. You are still Jehovah Rapha no matter what time of the year it is, oh God. And you are still able to heal us from all sickness and diseases. Lord, let's hold on to the truth that healing is in your identity. That no matter what the circumstances look like, no matter what we think your track record is, you are a healer 100% of the time. So Lord, give us the strength, give us the faith to stand on that truth, not only for ourselves, but for the people that are around us, oh God. Thank you, oh Lord, for putting on the heart of our pastor to remind us that you are a healer. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the authority that only comes from you that we will stand on when we speak to our bodies and the bodies of those we know. And we command it in the name of Jesus to operate the way that you originally created it to operate. And that the sin that has been brought into this world, that no longer are we or the people around us are, are in bondage to this, are our slaves to sin, but we are free through Christ. Christ our Redeemer, Christ our Savior, and Christ our Healer. We thank you, O God. We praise you, O God. Lord, all those who are sick, Lord, as I hear sniffling and sneezing right now, O God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that they receive healing, O God. That even as a testament of the faith of the word that they just received, O God. Lord, that not only that I pray for them, that they are continue, they start to pray for themselves, O God. In that vein, Lord, that the sneezing must cease. The coughing must cease. The sniffling must cease. The fevers must cease in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus is our healer. Sickness, you have no place in the bodies of the believers. You have come to reside and we have let you stay too long. You are evicted in the name of Jesus. Bodies, you must operate in the way that God has ordained and created you to operate. We take you captive and we make you obedient to Jesus Christ. Thank you, O God, for your healing power. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, and we trust you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 
or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.